You're listening to The Big Review Ski on Joe, brought to you by Omniplex Cinemas. See it all with my Omnipass. Hello and welcome to the latest b- 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 bonus feature from The Big Review Ski. I am Rory Cashin and today I am joined by Oscar-nominated cinematographer Dick Pope, who is uh, the guy behind the lens on Edward Norton's latest directorial outing, Motherless Brooklyn, which is a period gangster movie. Um, ridiculously beautiful film to look at, and a lot of that comes down to Dick Pope's work. He previously worked on the likes of The Illusionist, Secret and Lies, Mr. Turner, Another Year. Uh, so he has some legend. He was on that. The two Tom Hardy one, which is hard to do because most of the time there's only one Tom Hardy. Um, yeah, so I had the opportunity to sit down and speak to Dick Pope about his career to date, uh, what his opinion is on the uh, ever kind of changing world of cinematography with, a, you know, you, at this point, you could you could film a film on your iPhone if you wanted to. Like, is is does he find it difficult to keep up and catch up with modern technology and modern styling and stuff? Um, and how difficult it is to recreate a period New York movie, uh, especially one that's kind of on an epic scale like Motherless Brooklyn is um, in modern day New York, because. New York has changed. It's it's changed a lot just even the last 10 or 15 years. So like changing it from 50, 60, 70 years ago when this movie was set can't have been easy. Uh, and he is a, he's a fantastic, very interesting man um, to chat to. Yeah, so any DOP fanatics out there, you will definitely want to give this a listen. Hi, Dick. How are you today? Yeah, I'm all right. Thank you. Yeah, fine. I'm in, uh, just finishing up prepping a film in the Lake District in, up there. But, uh I've just come back to London for the weekend, so um, yeah, all going good. That's fantastic. What's what's the film you're working on up there? Well, it's a completely different film to Motherless Brooklyn, but every film I do seems to be totally different at the moment. Um, you know, I went I went from Peter Lou, Mike Lee's film, to straight to Africa in the heat of Africa, Malawi, to shoot this film, Boy Who Harnessed the Wind, for actor director Tuatel Ejiofor, for his first. Um, you know, dual role. As, and so I had that experience before I hit Edward straight after. And um, Motherless Brooklyn was the same sort of deal, really. Uh, you know, both both actors were directing and starring. Do you find that when they are that... Uh... So both, all three, what I'm saying is all three were completely different. And I'm doing one now, which is like contemporary, modern, and set in the Lake District. So every, every film sets this new... A, a completely new set of challenges and, and you know come up and uh, have to deal with them like a ch- chameleon really one one thing to another well that that, that segues nicely how, how do you decide which projects you want to work on is, is it the talent already involved or is it the the idea of working on something that is so completely different yeah because quite some quite a lot of times I haven't worked with the uh work with the team or director before and when it's like that it's it's not really based on the director it's based on the script and and and, and whether the script touches me and uh, that's really important i mean obviously it's the, it's the most important thing if i feel that there's something in the script that, that reaches out to me visually and and um, the challenge of it then i i pursue it otherwise uh, you know there's no point in uh, You've only got so many films in, in you. Yeah. 
it's a good thing to choose wisely. And what was it about Mother? Oh, on this on this film, I have to say that it, it was slightly different because I, in in the mid two thousand one two thousand six, I photographed a film um, in Prague, which Edward starred in. Uh, it's called The Illusionist, and um, you know, it was a film that evoked um, that period of early nineteen hundreds, and it had a lot of very dark, smoky interiors and. Edward really liked the photography that I did. I did on it, and um, and our relationship struck up out of that. Really, he was very supportive to my work on that film afterwards, and you know, I I had some some success with it. You know, in terms of Academy Award nomination and all that. But Edward was very very supportive and kind of asked me to do this film a few years ago. It didn't. It didn't. Um, it didn't transpire that the film was made a few years ago, but he asked me back then, and we obviously kept in touch ever since, kept in touch, and then it came up suddenly while I was in Africa shooting that film. So, um, yeah, I, I said yes to him a few years ago, uh, um, and um, he sent me a lookbook of his visual ideas for the film, which was absolutely fantastic document. You can make it into a book in itself. It's so beautiful. Like a, like a, I don't know how to describe it really. It's like a, a love letter to New York, and certainly a love letter to New York as it existed back then. So the, so the challenge was finding that really in modern New York, and um, and drawing it out. So yeah, it was a wonderful challenge really. And like, were you a part? Because I, I believe the the book originally is actually set in the nineties. Were you a part of the conversation when Edward Norton decided to put it back to the fifties? And no, never. No, no. I I I tend never to look at any book that the adaptation is in script form from it because it just puts it, it's um, it's diversive that it, it it puts me off. It, it, the challenge is the script, and only that. And and the, the, whatever the book was, and I've seen some of that on the internet. The book being set in the, in the, in, in the nineties, and whether you know is that it should be set in the fifties. But that's it, all completely irrelevant to me. I go on the script. I I never read the book. I kept away from it. Yeah, because it, it's got nothing to do with what I'm being asked. It's got nothing to do with the challenge that faces me in terms of the script. It, that's that's stuff that probably went back years ago. Edward's been carrying this film for 20 years. I don't know when he made the decision to turn it into a 50s film, but uh, way, way, way before I uh, got involved. And when it came to the, the 50s setting, uh, for your job specifically, uh, you've gone back to, I suppose even the 90s, it would have been a period piece, but specifically in this case, the 50s. Um, do you find that with the potential use of uh, CGI, more readily available CGI, that you can make it easier to set it in the 50s? Is that something you enjoy, or do you miss the more practical side of having to completely transform how a street looks to, to make the setting look more realistic? Well, I'd, here we go. That's a good question because I don't think the film could have been made without the without the um, you know the, the, the tools of CGI. It couldn't have been made. I mean, there's hundreds of CG shots in the film, but none of them work against the cinematography. They're all completely um, you know run in tandem with the look of the film. It, it, it was a 
guy who uh, was the VFX supervisor who did it, the VFX, I mean, he's a, I think he's a genius. Uh, his, his work on the film, it never rubbed. We, t- we talked endlessly, him and I. He was on the film the whole time. And he didn't just visit. He was there as a part of the project. And his input into, into the film, um, talking to me, we, we just ran in tandem, really. We worked together. And I, I think the CG in the film is a triumph, really. I just don't see how we could have done it without. It wouldn't have had the scope or the epic quality of, like, big, big, big scenarios. Just streets, ch- chases, you know, the, the fabric of old New York is, is obviously augmented by CG in the film. It had to be. It doesn't exist. So I think I don't think the film could have been made without the input of that. It would have been a very different, small affair, um, very, very um, tight, and not showing the expanse if, the, if it hadn't been CG. Yeah, I'm working with like as you, you know, like let's say for example that the shot where they're giving chase and they go across the bridge, and it, it shows New York is breathtaking. Yeah, it's absolutely breathtaking. The cars going over that bridge and Newton Manhattan in the background. I mean, I just every time I see it, I, the uh, hairs on the back of my neck prick up because it's just such a fantastic shot and with the music, which is so beautiful. It's just um, wonderful. It opened the whole film up, and that's the that and the CG is pretty seamless. I mean, it's really seamless. Oh yeah, you like don't I, you I, don't I know? Oh yes, it's it's a fantastic. Um, a, a fantastic um, result, really. I think it's a triumph, CG-wise. Uh, and as you mentioned earlier, uh, with the, the Boy Johannes the Wind and Motherless Brooklyn, both 2019 releases, both uh, lead actor, director is the same person. Is, uh, is, is your, <laughs> is your um, yeah. relationship with the director much different when they're also the lead actor? Because obviously they're very aware of how they are uh, I wouldn't say I wouldn't say that much I, yeah I wouldn't say that much different the thing is about Boy um, You Harness the Wind and working with uh, Chiwetel on it is that it was immediately before I went to New York to work with Edward <coughs> so I had that immediate experience of working with actor director before I hit Edward in New York and, and worked with him so that was fantastic because I'd never I'd never done that before. I'd never worked with a, um, a, a director actor, and so a Boy Harness the Wind was my first my first experience of that. So I took everything that I learned on that to New York with me, which was great a great training ground for it. And uh, yeah, it, it's not that much different. It's just that when the actor steps out in front of the camera, and uh, that actor director when he steps out. I, I, they're relying on me uh, a lot to um, to guide the the frame and the cinematography within it. You know, I mean, uh, I, I, I'm looking at their performance and everything. You know, behind the camera and uh, talking quietly and um, discussing it. And yeah, so it gives me more. It's more responsibility, really. And with very, the, very much. With it, it, it's a delicate, a delicate balance between. You know, and the thing is, it was both the same on Boy Harness the Wind and Motherless Brooklyn. By the time we shot, I had the film pretty pretty down um, in terms of how we were going to go about it. 
endless discussions and, and uh, visits to the location. So there was nothing really left um, to the imagination. It was pre-locked down, so it enabled us not to have the conversation on the day about what we were doing in any way. It was all pre-planned, so it made their, their, their freedom in going in front of the camera and, and uh, working as actor was liberated by the fact that them and I had, had really worked out the film beforehand. And within the... Uh, does, that answer, does that answer that? It does, it absolutely does, yes, yeah. Um, <laughs> it, all with, about planning, really, planning and, um, you know, and endless, endless... Um, endless um, investigation into each scene and how we would shoot it so there was a game plan always yeah it liberates liberates the um, actor from the director the same person yeah and allows them to have the freedom of, of acting without too much discussion between them and I on the day yeah, yeah. Um, within the cinematography community is do you find yourself looking at the work that other cinematographers do for uh say that again to me say sorry i missed it yeah you say do i look at do i look at other work yeah like within within uh like other like active kind of high profile uh cinematographers today do you look at their work for uh like would you say a sense of inspiration or competition or anything like that yeah, uh, never competition, but inspiration. Yeah, I mean, and uh, I, the thing is, I, I'm a part of the cinematography community. I, I, I attend festivals like Camry Marge, where I'm often on the jury, and I, you know, I, I, I've been on the jury of like Academy um, films, say foreign language films. Uh, for quite a few years, I see many, many, <laughs> many other cinematographers work in the course of a year, and uh, uh, and if I don't, when they're released at the time, I make sure I do when I'm not filming. When I've finished a project, I, I catch up at cinema and see as much as I possibly can. Mm. Yeah, I constantly. Uh, I'm a great movie lover. Always have been since a child. Well, that's and see everything, everything I can. Same as me, me too. But it, it, within within that community, are there any new uh, kind of new talents or up and coming talents that have gotten your attention? Um, yeah, there are. Um, there are. Yes, I mean, it's quite a long list, really, of of um, of, of new new talent. Yeah, there are. I mean, I. I I don't, I don't really want to go into um, the names of, of the people, but there are. I mean, for instance, I, I really like the photography of um, Pavel pa- Pavlovsky's, um, um, you know, of Ida yeah. and uh, Cold War. Oh, yeah. I love the photography of that. Lukic. And, um, yeah, so there are, there are many. There are many, m- many up-and-coming Young cinematographers who I, I most of them seem to be coming out of film school, but they've they've come out very well equipped. I have to say, yeah, so it's very exciting, exciting times um, of of new talent appearing all the time, as you'd expect, really. Yeah, so they're driven. 
uh, they're driven. And, um, you know, that, that never really changes, I can tell, you know, by the work. Yeah. Uh, and very last question. Is there any particular type or genre of movie that you haven't worked on yet that you would really enjoy to do? Uh, yeah. Um, well, I don't know if I'd enjoy to do it, but I, I, I don't really, I don't really have any experience on doing um, superhero films. All right. Because, um, or horror films. Um, yeah. Other people can do those. I don't really want to. Um, <laughs> they don't really interest me. Um, I like. I, it's always a script for me, and um, and I, I, I like uh, personal drama, personal human drama, yeah. as opposed to it. You know, the effects on the CG effects on uh, Motherless Brooklyn were all incredibly specific about making New York older, but. There's a lot of guys out there, well, you know, guys, I say, men, men and women, cinematographers, who are working a lot on superhero-type films, a lot of blue screen, green screen, whatever. And um, in empty stages with just the actors there, I mean, it doesn't interest me. It yeah. doesn't interest me. I've got no interest in it. I come out of, you know, I mean, I've worked so many years with Mike Lee. I mean, it's, it's intense personal human drama that I'm driven by. That's fair enough. That's fair enough. Dick? Always the same. Okay, great. Thank you so much for your time today. Okay. All right, thanks very much. So that was the very lovely Dick Pope. He is just, like, endlessly interesting. So much... So much information in there, and he's worked for for so long in in the game, and he's worked for so many uh, different, very interesting directors. Um, yeah, I think it's always interesting to get like because obviously we we're very lucky here in Big Reviewski to chat to actors and directors, but speaking to some of the other people who are obviously hugely involved in projects like this and getting a different a different kind of aspect on how the films come together, uh, I always find that very interesting, and I hope you do too. Uh, we. We'll have the review of Motherless Brooklyn up on the Big Review Ski soon, or already do, depending on when you've listened to this bonus feature. Uh, thank you so much for listening, and we look forward to seeing you. Uh, not seeing you. Look forward to you seeing us on uh, the main show. Till then. You're listening to the Big Review Ski on Joe, brought to you by Omniplex Cinemas. See it all with my Omnipass. <laughs>